0: Lost Children, Chapter 10. Hepsu and I were sitting at the airport with three guards. We were waiting on our ride to head to the deposits. What were you listening to on the plane? Hepsu asked me. My friend came to me with an idea to add revenue to our economy. We have vampires who are older than some of the dirt on the ground. They have tons of stories to share. What they do right now is getting a few of our older vampires in doing interviews with them. And making a fantasy podcast based on these interviews. To those in the know, it's history. To humans, it's fantastical stories. And right now, vampire stories are huge on the story trend right now. I explained to him... That does make sense. It's easy enough for us to make money off of humans through stories and books and even movies sometimes. Hepsu agreed. So who wants to take bets on when my parents are going to come home or if they even notice the fact we've dealt with a deposit? I asked the others, with how much blood was needed from the storage units, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the elders got in contact with them. This is an extremely large deposit, probably the largest one we've ever found, Lance said, sitting up from where he had laid down on the on the long bench. Huh, who knows? Maybe I'll actually finally get a call from them. Well, if I do, or if I don't, I don't, I still have an issue With this, the only issue I foresee having come up is if this is from a dead clan, I said, and without speaking in Egypt, that's highly possible. Depending on which Egyptian clan they're from, I may be able to help with that, Hepsy said. Before I became the Polinto, I was a necromancer. If they're from my original clan, then I should be able to help out. But if they are from the other clan that was around from that time, we may have issues. Perhaps you agreed. I didn't realize you became a polento. I thought you were born a polento. Most of us are male. There are very few female who tend to keep to themselves. I'm not going to tell you anything about the process of becoming one because most people either lose their mind or their stomach. Hepz, you said. So, what would our children be? I asked him. It was very uncomfortable at that point. That is a great question. There's never been a child of a polinto before. I would hope they would come out a necromancer, considering what I was and what you are, but it is an unknown and scary thought, actually. Princess, sometimes you take things far too lightly, Lance said, rubbing his forehead. If I don't joke about it, I'm going to stew. At some point, I'm going to blow up. It is best if I joke, I told him. I understand that. But I'm not sure if any of us were ready for that particular conversation, Lance said. Well, we can end this conversation because our ride is here, Kenny said, rolling off the bench. Great. I wonder what happened. I said, (laughs) following them... Out of the waiting area. Princess forgive us for being late. Somebody ended up having a four-car piled up which we got stuck behind. The man who got out the car opened the back door for us. Stuff happens. We live. We learn. We move on. There's not much you can do about a four-car pileup. I said as I slid into the car Kenny and Lance took the third row. Seat. Hips and Albert sat beside me. Shouldn't you be in the middle, princess? The driver asked. Not unless you want me to puke in your truck. I tell him. Oh. What's your name? Because I cannot call you driver and passenger in my head. Uh, forgive us. My name is Amon, and this is Bastian. Amon said. Great, nice to meet you. I do believe we should get going. I smiled at them. Always to the point, Kenny chuckled. Well, it's easier to simply speak my mind and be as simple as possible than try... Employ word games. I cannot stand word games. I can't stand politics. But I have to deal with them anyways. I said with a shrug. Well, I am sure our Lord will be pleased. He's always saying it is a headache dealing with your parents, Bastion said, and Amon slapped him. I get a headache while dealing with my parents, too, so don't worry about it. It is not an uncommon thing. I smiled at them. Trust me when I say you don't have to worry about her getting insulted if you badmouth her parents, Kenny said. Yeah, that's because I do it all the time. They're irresponsible. Inconsiderate. Arrogant. And they leave me to look after the kingdoms and vanish for months at a time. I have an issue with leaving a child in charge of a kingdom. I ranted. See what I mean? Kenny laughed kenny lance sighed it is one thing for our dear moran to talk shit about her parents it is another for anyone else well i mean we live in america lance you have and have you seen the tweets and shit about the current president it makes me laugh remind lance That's a good point, but they're a democracy, not a monarchy. You think people in the past haven't been math a monarch? I laughed at him. I know they do, but still, Lance sighed. No one said you had to like it, but you know you think it too. So, thinking it and speaking it are two different things. Lance sighed. I get it. I get it. I laughed as I leaned against the door before gripping my mouth. As I fought the need to throw up after the last five bumps. Pull over. Albert said, and the truck jerked to a stop, and I opened the back door and got sick. Are you okay? Hepsu asked. I gave him a thumbs up, and sat back up and shut my door. Sorry, guys, I said as Lance passed me some water. Thank you. I groaned, as I leaned back, closing my eyes. Let's get going so I can get out of this vehicle. I said drinking some water. I will get us there quickly and safely and no more issues. You're fine. You can't help me getting sick because we're moving I said leaning against Albert closing my eyes I'm just gonna try and sleep it off Kenny reached up and patted my head sleep it off is the best thing you can do when you're feeling like this I tried to zone out as we drove I sat up straight when the vehicle came to a stop. I grabbed my mouth, stumbled out of the car, and started puking again to the point of dry heaving. Easy, princess. Kenny rubbed my back. Are you okay? you asked. Here's some water. Bastion passed me some a water bottle. Thanks. I drank the water. Is everything okay? A female voice asked us, coming closer to us. The princess has motion sickness, Bastion explained. Moran, I growled. It's my name. Use it, damn it. I swish some water around my mouth before spitting it out. Feel better? Kenny asked me. Yeah, I turned around to the woman. Greetings, I am Moran. You must be a lady. Nyla. I shook her hand, welcome princess, we're glad to have you here to deal with this. She said, if you have to use my title, please add my name to it, please. I sighed, she blinked at me but not, of course princess Moran. Anyone got a peanut butter bar? I asked. I figured you would need one of these after the trip both ways. Lance said, handing one over. Thank you. I said, opening the bar. Let me eat this, and then we can get started. I really don't want to start dry heaving again. Nelia smiled at me. That's fine. We're still determining how many vampires are in the deposit. Lady Natalia! We have an issue! I had finished about half of my bar as a vampire ran up to us. What's going on, Odell? Natalia asked. We found a pit at the base of the deposit. Paula is able to use her echo to determine that there's at least one vampire in the pit and they're moving around Odell tells her. Nalia looks back at me as I bit down on my bar and move both hands in a let's go movement. Show us the way. We followed him and I pocketed the last of the bar. We entered the deposit area. You said it was at the bottom. Yeah, I asked him looking down from the ledge that spiraled down into the depths of this cave. Yes, Odell said. My chain slipped. Down, and I started spinning the chain, then let it fly and embed itself into the roof of the cave, and jumped off the edge. Moran, you're going to give me heart failure. Lance like said as I retracted the chain and looked at him. Fastest way down, I said before spelunking my way down the cave. You're tied off. Come on down. Hepsu landed next to me, making three vampires around the pit jump and look uncomfortable. Moran, you're going to give us gray hair, Lance said. Highly doubtful, I said. I think you could give Vampire Grace hair if you keep up these antics. Hepsu laughed as he walked towards the edge of the pit. I have not seen a vampire with gray hair unless they returned later in life. I hummed as I pulled the chains back into my body after the other landed. Princess If your other guards were here, would you have done that? Kenny asked. Yes, just to mess with them. Besides, I went spelunking with a friend of mine a couple of years ago, so it's not like I don't know the rules. I rolled my eyes. Be glad I didn't do what I did to Z last time. I don't even want to know. Lance sighed, moving out of the way. The others joined us, and I put my hands back on the chain, retracting it back into my body. So, who's going down and how are we getting down? I asked them. Not you, Lance said. I stopped and looked at him with a raised eyebrow. Are you sure about that? Remember, I am currently the only necromancer here. Plus, I doubt he's going to let anything happen to me. I pointed at Hepsu No, but, Lance started. I will go down first. Hepsiu said, from the edge of the pit. I will see you down there. I said walking over to Kenny spinning him around and digging into the backpack to grab another peanut butter bar. I will see you guys down there. I said as I used my foot to bury the chain down into the ground before dropping down and starting propelling myself down. You really are going to give them gray hair, Hepsi said as I landed next to him. I have... I was cut off by a low hiss making me look over the starved, thin, almost comatose vampire. Oh, you poor thing. I believe it's my old friend Albucar. He was the vampire prince of our clan. Hepstus said as he moved towards him. The male moved back from him, but his eyes were on me. Should I nick myself? I asked him. I would rather not have him after you. If we can subdue him, we can take him up and... Hepsu stopped as he leaped over Hepsu and jumped at me. My chains pulled me back from him and I licked my ears as I got an idea. Hepsu, cover your ears. I tell him, what, what? I took a deep breath and let out a shriek, amplified by my voice ability. Shit! The male grabbed his own ears and backed away from me. I took a deep breath to do it again, but Hepsu smacked him in the back of the neck, knocking him out. That worked. Pepsi grunted and shaking his head. My ears are ringing. I did tell you to cover them. You could have waited till I had them covered, my dear. Sorry, I sighed as I wrapped my chain around him and reconnected to the chain hanging down and then started retracting the chain into me to take us up. Shit. Hepshu cursed. I could not help but laugh as we made it back up to the pit. It's not funny for a princess who's been locked away from the world. You seem to love to give people heart failure. He swung and landed on the ground. I opened my mouth and then I closed it. They did shelter me. A lot. They like to shelter me, yes, but I do not appreciate it at all. That's why I rebel in my own way. I shrugged. I can't very well not look after the paperwork or everything will crumble. That's why I like to do spelunking or doing things that irk my parents. Hepsu sighed as he put Abucar down, and I used my chain to nick my wrist and pressed it to his mouth. I gasped as my chain power reached out to him, curling around him and then curling back into me, humming happily. Well, that's nice. Hepsu hummed. I just blinked as I rubbed my temple. As I pulled my wrist back from him and Abukar blinked, trying to stand up. Stay seated till we get you looked at. I said, putting my hand on his shoulder. Haps you? What on earth happened to you? He asked, slowly trying to figure out the new language. I blinked looked at Hepsu, who chuckled. Our vampires can learn any language as long as they drink the blood of a person who knows the language. Hepsu explained as he walked up to him. That's handy. I hummed as I used my chain to pull me out of the way. Princess. A very angry Ivan hissed at me. I narrowed my eyes at him, before smiling at him. Hello, Ivan. Does that mean my parents are here? Or did they send you to be their messenger again? I asked as Abukar snarled, and I used my chains to wrap around him and Ivan, and pulled them apart, pulling Abukar to me, and Ivan was flung away from us. Princess, he growled. You're the one who appeared out of nowhere, I shrugged. You know nothing about what's going on. Now, what the hell do my parents want you to tell me? His eyes flicked to Abakar. It seems I was a little late to stop you from directly feeding someone. But they have said you should not directly feed anyone. As you have a marriage contract to complete, you don't. I can't help but snort. Interrupting him. You mean, I have three. Oh, trust me, I have already spoken to my contracted husbands-to-be, and they are quite upset as I am. Prince Michelangelo, the witch prince, and his mother are extremely angry at our fathers. On top of that, father took out the bloodmate clause. And we all have come to the agreement that our mates are our mates, the only... Contract that it would break is the damn wolf one. But here is not the time or place to speak of this. They want me to complete all the contracts and not render our bloodline powerless? Then I will have my blood mates as well. <sighs> Ivan's eyes widened. You wouldn't. I laughed so bitterly at him. I would. I am not a tool to be used, Ivan. I have been their tool so they could go off and do whatever they please. Did they forget that they... If they leave for more than three months, they will lose their title? And I will get it? I am sure Uncle Kane and Uncle A would not be pleased to have me be crowned as Queen nearly six years before I would normally even think of becoming Queen. Maybe instead of micromanaging the people who are doing their jobs, you should remind them of their own jobs, Ivan. I pushed a bit of order into my voice power. Now, get out. And return to my parents. And do not return without them, Ivan. The cavern shook as my voice echoed off the walls. And Ivan had no choice but to scramble away. You're scary, Kenny said. I scoffed. I'm just done with being their tool. If they have an issue, they can come talk to me about it they finally decide to show up. Will it, well it seems that your parents will have issues with us? Alucard asked. My parents are snobs who can't get their heads out of their asses. They also have issues with mud, blood mates. Because of what happened with my grandparents, I sighed, helping him up. I need to see if my niece is here somewhere, Abukar said. Akira? Pepsi asked, yes. I will go find her. Let Moran help you someplace to rest. He said, patting his shoulder. Are you sure? It's fine. He headed up at speeds that vampires would have issues keeping up with. I gave him a smile. As we made our way up, excuse me, at a much slower pace I cannot wait to see my parents' response to what all happened in the last week. I laughed. Dare I ask what happened? He asked me. I licked my lips. Um, well, we found three marriage contracts. One with Herpshew. One with the Wolf Prince. And one the witch prince. The last one was more muttered, but everyone in the cavern still hissed at it. What? Abukar snarled as his eyes were black. Calm yourself. He didn't even know about it till I told the wolf prince who told him. His mother's also pissed. I tell him, Besides, if I don't fulfill the contract, I'll lose all my powers in my blood and my bloodline. Echoes growled off the walls, and Abukar shook his head in rage. Stupid, foolish idiots. Alright... I was only told of the wolf one. If it wasn't for Hepsu, we probably would have lost our magic and our powers, and it would be no fault of our own. My father was on thin ice with him already since I was the tool he used to keep Hepsu from killing him in the first place. I laughed. Wait. What? Abukar asked. My father did something to insult Hepsu, so they put a marriage contract in place. The blood mate clause was taken out after Hepsu signed it. I rolled my eyes as Kenny took over helping Abukar walk. Honestly, I can't wait until Friday to see what Hepsu does, Kenny said. I laughed so hard as I nodded. Right? I can't either. Oh, I can't wait till I can remind them. They have a week till I take over. Everyone around us with their heads round and looked dead at me. What? Lady Nahil asked. Yep, I thought I half wonder if my uncles would ask to let them take over until I'm of age. I laughed as we walked to the entrance of the cave to wait for Hepstu. No, I mean you mean to tell me they have not been doing their own work for almost three months? Lady Nalia asked. Yes, they have been gone almost three months. They left shortly before my birthday. I rolled my eyes. I have no idea where in the hell they are. Lady Nelia placed her head on, hand on her forehead. I can't believe this. She threw her hands up. Well, we just need to keep moving forward with or without them, Lady Nahila. I smiled at her. Hep, she walked up to us with a thin female vampire in his arms. We need to get some more blood in her, but she is okay. Oh, Akira. Abukar was up and walked to him pushing her hair out of her face I did not see your brother Hepsi spoke softly you wouldn't after you were forced out my brother was executed by our father Hepsy aura darkened and made us all shiver Hep Calm down. He took a deep breath and nodded. Apologies. He hissed softly. If you would like, you and yours can head to your tents. We have enough blood for now. If we need more, we will let you know. Lady Nahila said to me softly. I nod. That? Would be a good idea. Bastion will lead you For she nods to him. Please follow me. He nods to me and leads us to the tent. I look back at them, watching them. I can feel my anger spike. What happened to cause these vampires to be buried like this? As we entered the tent, I snapped a red thing, a red circle appeared around my fingers and the candles and lamps in the tent lit on fire. How? Abukar asked. The Native American vampires were blessed with the elemental powers from the spirits and death. They married into the corn me family and the powers passed on to us. Of my four powers, the elements are the second easiest to control. Hepsu lay her down. The chains turned into a knife. What are you doing? Abukar asked. As Hepsi laid her down. How many royal families were there back in your day? I asked. As I sliced my wrist open. Sitting by her head. Pressing my bleeding wrist to her mouth. Letting her feed. Seven or eight? He said sitting at the end of the cot. Well, they merged down into one family. Meaning all the powers of the royal family are now in one person. While I am not the powerhouse my parents wished for, I did mimic a knowledge-based ability as my default mimic ability, so I have more brain power than anything else. But my blood... Has more healing power than a normal necromancer. I pulled my wrist away from her mouth as she groans. As she blinks her eyes open and looks at me and tries to push herself away from me. Abukar speaks up in their native tongue. She looked at him before lunging at him. Speaking so rapidly, I looked at Hepsio. He shook his head, and I looked at them. I stood up, moving away, giving them some time alone. My phone rang, and I couldn't help but smile. Hey, kiddo. I said, leaning against one of the large support poles. Moran. He whined as I chuckled. Anyways, the kids want to hear a story. And I got dragged into this. I couldn't stop laughing. Alright, alright, put me on speakerphone. I have to... Thank you. He whines. I put them on speakerphone as well. The video pulled up. and pull up a story. Settle down. I tell them as I move over to the bed and sit down. Alright, so... We have... So... We have the story, The King and the Dragon. And that, my dears, is the end of chapter 10. I hope you enjoyed. See you next time.